Hello and welcome to the Wonderwall podcast. I'm Jacob Birch. Eric Steven is with me. And, and how's it going? You know, I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Whoa. That's, that's uh, pretty heavy. I, so I had this all sort of planned out. I was going to say that. I even put it in the notes. Uh, and then as I'm watching the It's Angels like pregame right now on, on the TV, they're playing in Kansas City, and uh, the, the Coors Light commercial comes on where the woman comes home and like takes off her bra Whoa. like uh, from inside her shirt, and then she just kind of chucks it, you know? And like I was sitting there watching that, and I was – that was like – it, I for some reason that was like heavily on my mind and I was it almost distracted me to the point of I couldn't get off my Wonderwall joke and uh, but you and you usurped me with the Wonderwall joke of your own because Wonderwall is all I could think about for a good number of days after <laughs> uh, uh, yeah what well, it was it's been a it's been a eventful uh, last week since we recorded. Dodgers came home. Uh, they've won some games <laughs> since then. Also uh, got their reigns. So we're going to talk about all of that. We've got the standard stuff. We've got five questions for Craig. We have a Dodgers Rewind, which is neither of the Dodgers Rewind candidates. I suggested to Eric. I'm a little upset about that. We're talking about all of that after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That that is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. MLB TV didn't carry the rain ceremony, and I tuned in early because I wanted oh. to see it. And so I... It, and I was purposely avoiding twitter because i wanted to appreciate it in my own right uh and then they just you know sure so i was just waiting patiently and then it came on and it was the game uh oh. so at that point i hopped on uh twitter and see what was going on and that was a really interesting thing to parse like 10 uh. minutes after it occurred that i was like ichiro 
<laughs> Wonderwall. What, what, what's happening? So yeah, it was very odd, and I think I think MLB Network might have like had parts of it, although I think part of it was like you know being the local thing, and it's one of the one of the things they paid eight billion dollars for uh, was to have like exclusive stuff or stuff like this. So I think Spectrum was like uh, doing it, but so it, it, like I will say this: I did not like that. It was a very kind of cool thing that the Dodgers did. What they basically did was. Like everyone from the 2020 team who's still there, they like essentially asked them, "Who was your favorite player like growing up?" And I think for the most part, um, got like all of those players to like introduce uh, the that Dodger uh, for the ceremony via video, and like you know, like you said, there there was some like you know really odd ones. I think like. God, I forgot who Andy Pettit was. Um, it it wasn't he wasn't Urias, but it was like that was David Ortiz. But um, yeah, there were some really really weird ones. But then like Ken Griffey Jr. made the damn Joe <laughs> Kelly face. Like what the hell? Like the, and they made another mural of that of like Joe Kelly making the Joe Kelly face with his ring. Like how? It's it's really it's weird. Like, it's just, <laughs> how does this keep happening? But um, but yeah, obviously the 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 number one. Well, there were like Hall of Famers. Like you mentioned Ichiro, he was um, he was Edwin Rios, and in Spanish he he said, um, I don't, I never want a ring, so let me have yours <laughs> or something something to that effect. So that was fun, um. But yeah, like the then the number one. So Walker Bueller, like, um, I didn't realize he. So the the, the pregame ceremony was like eleven forty five to about twelve thirty. It's a one ten game, so there was still like time for actual like you know pregame stuff, like getting ready. Um, but like Walker Bueller, I did not realize he was not like he was like in the clubhouse or something or or during it, and so he missed like. <laughs> what was clearly the the shocker of the day that you know uh they go okay let's so Bueller explained he grew up uh in Kentucky just outside of Cincinnati around the time Bronson Arroyo was really good with the Reds and so that's that connection so they got Bronson Arroyo who won a World Series with Dave Roberts with the Red Sox um and he mentioned that I believe on the video but Bronson Arroyo, who released a yeah yeah former Dodger uh, <laughs> yeah, old friend of. alert literally he was in the uh, the Alex Wood Hector Oliveira like eighty seven team trade in two thousand fifteen <laughs> where the Dodgers basically took his salary on as part of a thing like uh, to offset and all that kind of stuff but he never actually pitched for him he, he was rehabbing oh and that's the other thing he so he's rehabbing like at Camelback Ranch while. Uh, Bueller's rehabbing from Tommy John after getting drafted. So, like, that's how they sort of cross paths again. And, and then that's how Bronson Arroyo sort of became, you know, friends with Bueller. And um, Bronson Arroyo also actually released, like, a covers album, like, 10 years ago or something. Um, and so he, he's sitting there, like, holding a guitar, and he has this long rambling thing, and... Uh, 
he's talking about like how much he loves Walker Bueller and it's you know all this stuff and it's sort of funny and then he starts singing Wonderwall <laughs> and it's just like what like that was like the most bizarre like it, no one could have ever expected that and uh, it was just great. And uh, yeah, so that that was like the highlight for me. I think for me, the yeah. Ichiro thing's really close. But like, yeah, juxtaposed with all of this is the fact that just how you knew the rain was going to be audacious and ridiculous, which it yeah. was. But they like, I'm like, so the, I'm like, okay, I can't be surprised by the actual rain. But the box that came in was a TV. <laughs> yeah, the, so I didn't realize it. So they they brought one up to the press box. Um, I think they brought Dave Roberts' ring up to the press box. And, uh, you know, so everyone goes in and, like, takes pictures of it. And I looked, and I didn't. It's the same thing. I It was like, you know, it, it look, it's like a lockbox, uh, a pretty nice blue box. But on the inside lid, uh, the inside part of the lid, a literal video screen that's playing World Series highlights. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> uh, and so, like, that was bizarre. But then also, like, I, I think each of the players also, um, they got, like, another ring, um, like a band. Um, uh, Bruce Nargraderall was there. Um, uh, he posted a bunch of Instagram pictures wearing it, but it's like, that, that in itself is, like, an amazing ring. Oh, yeah, so, like, David Price, you know, uh, got a ring, and he's donated. He's auctioning it off to, like, donate to the Players Alliance because David Price is kind of awesome. awesome. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and so, um, yeah, it was just, like, it, it was great. Like, and that, and to top it all off, that is also the, like, it was the first time fans were at Dodger Stadium in 18 months. So, like, the, like, the literal first time the fans get to cheer Mookie Betts, it's, it's him like getting a championship ring that he won with the Dodgers like last year. So just a, uh, like everything sort of coming together all at once. That's what it sort of felt like. And uh, yeah, it was, it was very, uh, you know, there was like 15, there's been 15,000 fans at each of the four home games so far. Uh, a little uh, like between like 25, 33% right now, roughly uh, that could go up in about a month or two. Um, so, but it, it's, it's, it's a lot better than zero and it's, it sounds, it's loud. It's not obviously as loud as 50,000, but it's like, it's, it, you know, it's noticeable and it's, it's pretty great to have actual fans there. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, pretty crazy. So we'll actually get to the, the sport stuff. It, oh, interesting, kind of interesting first week and a half or so and that by all means this should be like the focus could be on sort of the odd injuries i guess none of them are really serious so maybe that's a big reason why but i think the ultimate reason why we're not overly looking at uh, some of the time missed by their best players is they're just winning and winning in convincing fashion yeah so the the dodgers right now are nine and two and like so they lost opening day and the other game they lost was a game they they led in the ninth inning, and we'll get to it in a second. But like, um, yeah, like the the literal like two two of their MVPs. I I can't say the two MVPs because Clayton Kershaw also has one. <laughs> uh, but like, um, yeah, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, uh, both getting hurt last week. Um, Bellinger's was on a play. Uh, it, it was in the ninth inning of a blowout uh, in Oakland. 
where Bellinger was batting for the sixth time in the game, and uh, he got spiked on the uh, at right at first base by uh, Raymond um, Goudouin, and um, like Goudouin like went down on the plate too, and like ended up hurting his his wrist or something, and uh, he ended up going on the injury list too. So it was like a very weird play. But like, so they Bellinger was like um, he got spiked in a couple different parts of the calf, and it was like weird. Like they waited a couple days to figure out what to do. You know, you could backdate an IL stint up to three days. So they sort of used that time, but held him out. And then by on Friday, they did place him on the injured list. Um, so yeah, he could actually come back by this weekend. I don't know if they'll, it'll be Friday, but like it, um, it could be. Um, so that's something, but it's like, it's a thing. It, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a long-term thing. And it was a very specific like thing. It's not like a, you know, a hamstring or a, you know, ankle thing. So it, it's really like a literal, just getting your, your rest and coming back. Um, Mookie Betts was uh, more like of a, a late scratch on Wednesday, had like back stiffness and said he's never really dealt with that before. It, it really didn't affect him hitting, but it did when running. So they were sort of, I think they were overly cautious. They also had, the Dodgers had two off days, um, mon- uh, Thursday before the home opener and then Monday after the first series. So that sort of helped a little bit. And like, so Mookie ended up getting, he missed four games, but he missed like six days. So, uh, and then, you know, they won three of the four games he missed. Y- yesterday, M- Mookie talked to reporters before the game. He said, um, I think that just shows how deep we are and we don't really need me. Uh, I think, you know, he was obviously tongue in cheek a little bit there, maybe. Uh, but then, so he, he came back last night, uh, Mookie Betts and homered. Um, he's actually, uh, he has a hit and a run in all six of his games so far this year. And like no other Dodger has started a season with that many games in a row with that. So I thought that was a little surprising. But like, so even with those guys out, right, Bellinger's missed a week. Um, Mookie Betts missed four games. Uh, the Dodgers are still averaging like 5.8 runs a game, which is like what they did last year with the DH. They don't have the DH. Well, they had the DH for uh, three of their games this year, but um, that's third in Major League Baseball. Their their 136 WRC plus is first. Their <laughs> their on base percentage is 379. That that's the other thing. They've been like grinding out like starters like. Poor Antonio Senzatella has faced them twice, um, once at Coors, once at Dodger Stadium last night, and it's like six total innings, 12 runs. They've just like absolutely ground him to dust. And, he, and, and up until uh, yesterday, yeah. they weren't really hitting a lot of home runs either. Like this yeah. just on-base, like you said, grinding approach, and then yesterday they hit a bunch of dingers. But. Yeah, for uh, the Mookie's home run was like like – possibly literally touched a cloud like it was so high <laughs> and, and like but yeah and then like uh max muncie um uh hit the fourth one and like that i i messed up because i i was gonna try i was trying to figure out how to like express this but like there was like a it, it, the dodger stadium crowd like collectively went oh like you know like it was like when he hit it because it was it was so obvious it was gone right away to dead center and uh it didn't it wasn't quite like the the matt stairs sucking the air out of the, the stadium <laughs> moment but it was like 
you could just feel everyone in the stadium going like feeling the home run and like that's what it felt like. But and so like Muncy, you know, we talked about this last year. Like he's really slumped. Like it was a sixty game season. He started the year with a broken uh, finger, and like <clears throat> you know, he never really recovered. And I mean, he was pretty great in the postseason. Like in terms of especially like um, drawing walks and and hitting home runs and stuff. And so he was fine, but it was like, but now he's doing the opposite this year. He's off to a really hot start. Uh, his his on base percentage is five forty three. I didn't check. I'm pretty sure that leads baseball right now. It's still the early going, so it might not. But like, um, so the Do- the Dodgers. We talked about this before we started too. But the Dodgers had six players with a thousand OPS, and then oh yeah, Zach McKinstry uh, is at nine ninety nine. He's seventh. <laughs> so yeah, that's the other thing. Like he base McKinstry basically like essentially like filled in for bets like um he started and right a bunch of games um and uh chris taylor got you know the bulk of the other playing time like you know with bellinger also out but like yeah mckinstry was has been pretty great he's been hitting extra base hits he had the inside the park home run in colorado which we talked about last week he hit uh on sunday he drove in all three dodgers runs including his first outside the park home run um against the nationals and like yeah, so it, it was just, just everything sort of clicking on that end. But also, like, on the other side, uh, like, the Dodgers have played four home games, and they have three shutouts at home. And so, uh, like, the starting pitching has been ridiculous. Um, they're the starters, so we're through 11 games. Nine of those games, they've gone six innings. The other two were five and two-thirds. So, like, wow, really slacking there. There's never been a night where they're really taxing the bullpen. Uh, their Dodgers have a two, the starters have a 234 ERA and a 254 FIP. Both of those are actually second, uh, in the majors to different teams. Um, and then, but they're first in innings, just like basically 6.3, uh, per start. And then, so I, like, because of the, like, nature of that, like, I think, so, you know, Gons, Tony Gonsolin, before he went on the injured list, um, didn't pitch, although that was only like three days. But then Dennis Santana, who, who came up, I believe he's only pitched once. David Price went eight days, uh, or se- I guess seven days in between um, appearances. He actually pitched an inning last night. Um, but like part of that was because they had two off days, so it kind of you know maneuvered things a little bit. Uh, and the other thing, the Dodgers like rearranged their rotation a little bit. Um, they so they because of those two off days. They moved Kershaw to regular rest on Sunday. So we got a uh, Kershaw versus Scherzer thing on Sunday, which was great. Uh, but also it lined, and it, it lines up uh, this weekend to have Bueller, Kershaw, Bauer against the Padres. And I believe Snell and Darvish are going on the Saturday-Sunday games of that in San Diego. Then those two teams are in L.A. for four games the next weekend. So they kind of set up their rotation for that. So that, that's been good. The bullpen has been, for the most part, good. I know they had some weird, a couple weird games in uh, Colorado, but um, we also saw like what, I think what we're probably going to see this year is like both sort of extremes of Kenley Jansen. Um, he blew the save Wednesday afternoon in Oakland, uh, and it was like so that was his second day of a back to back. The Dodgers have only used. Uh, two relievers on back-to-back days this year so far. Victor Gonzalez first, the second and third game of the year, and then Kenley Jansen last week. His stuff was like 
kind of like ordinary or bad. Like it, he was, some of his cutters were like 87, not really moving much. And um, he ended up like uh, giving up the tying run in the ninth. They ended up losing in the 10th. Um, you know what? I mean, you're just going to have that some, sometimes I think with him, but then um, he comes in on Sunday and like looked like the best he has in like four years, basically. Yep. He was like 95 on the two-seamer, 93, 94-ish uh, with the cutter and with the like batter's box to batter's box movement on the cutter and like just absolutely insane, like eight-pitch, two-strikeout inning. Um, and you're like, okay. So it's it's like those things where you put up with the other stuff because you're occasionally going to get that, but like you just never really It'll know. It'll be really then, interesting to see yeah. if that, the back-to-back thing really comes up and becomes, because I think that there was a thing that came up like maybe during the playoffs last year and they it was kind of dismissed. Like, oh no, we're going to use them when we're using them. Um, but I think there may be something to it and, you know, who knows, it's small enough sample size, but if there is something to it, if that's just a thing they do, say we're not going to use them back to back. We have Corey Knable. We have a bunch of other options that can fill in that slot, and that's just what we're going to do. So, so we've we've talked about this, like how they sort of built this like um, bullpen with options, right? Like uh, Knable has two saves. He's retired thirteen of fourteen batters with six strikeouts. He's looked dominant. Um, they have Trinan, who they trust in, like implicitly. Uh, Gratterall hasn't pitched yet because uh, he's on the injured list with no stated injury, which I believe you all know what that means. Um, uh, but he's expected back, I would imagine, this weekend, uh, I think. is pro- they uh, He pitched a simulated inning at Dodger Stadium the day after the ring ceremony. Then now he's back at the alternate site. I believe he's going to pitch two out of three days this week. And then I would imagine joining the team on the road trip. That's a guess. Um and like, but they, they like him in late games too. So like, it's one of those things like, yeah, if it's unavoidable, you're going to have some relievers go back to back just because, you know, you're not going to get like six innings every time from the starter. If you do, you're going to probably win 120 games. But like, um, there's just, there's going to be long stretches on the schedule where you're going to have to use guys three out of four. They haven't done three out of four yet with any reliever. Um, but you know, if you can at all avoid it, like maybe they can um, stay away from Jansen some days. And th- that's the other thing. Like if you, if you're leading every game and like um, I guess the, the times they, they have a weird thing where the times they're so far, the times they're resting the closer hasn't been because they're losing. It's because they're winning by too much. And like like Scott Alexander has closed out like three games because they're uh, – like last night they won seven nothing and Alexander pitched the last inning. So like you know, it's one of those kind of things. So it, it's one of those like sort of good problems to have. But yeah, I just think like if if they can at all avoid it, they're gonna try to like stay away from overusing guys, uh, especially Kenley, um, who's probably you know not as effective. I don't think necessarily. Um, so yeah, th- that's gonna be something for sure to like watch. But yeah, it was. It was pretty impressive. Uh, any other thoughts? Were you, were you able to watch the, the games from afar? Uh, yeah. Uh, life has generally calmed down. Had my birthday weekend, so that made it easier to watch uh, yeah. most of the games. So, yeah. No, I think I've seen 
every game since. Maybe like the, a few bits that I, I just due to weird family stuff didn't, but uh, I've gotten to watch a lot and it's been a lot of fun. I was robbed of a tie on my birthday uh, by a walk-off home run in Anaheim. Um, I got Wonderwall on my birthday. I know. I was just kidding. You got Wonderwall <laughs> and a shutout uh, on, on the ring ceremony day. So congrats. Uh, yeah, that's that's excellent. So I do have trivia for Good. you. Um, the Dodgers are 4-0 four at, oh at home this year. Uh, the home. Aforement- yeah, 4 at home. Um, the aforementioned three shutouts at home. But what is the Dodger record for consecutive home wins to start a season? And we'll roll a dice and pick a number after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is the record for most wins in a row to start a season at home? Uh, I actually have a D20, which should be a shock to no one that listens to this podcast. The dice, uh, it's a dice that has 20 sides on it. (laughs) You non nerd. Uh, yeah. The dice says twenty. I think that's high. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what this has come up recently, and I don't recall why. Probably because they were close to setting it two years ago or whatever. Um, I'm gonna say you're laughing, man. Maybe it is twenty. Uh, I'll say thirteen though. Uh, yeah. Do you know? But I'm not gonna say if that's right or wrong. But do you know the year? No. Okay. I'll, 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 I'm giving you this because it is actually 13 and 0. Um, I, I thought for sure. Well, there's a story behind this, and, and I'll tell you. I thought for sure you were there for the 13th win. Uh, although I couldn't, I don't remember. I think I, I don't remember if it was a Dodger thoughts thing or a True Blue LA thing. That was my first year at True Blue LA, so maybe not. Um, I but we feel had, like I never went to an early season meetup thing i feel like all of mine were in the summer or the fall so they won their 13th game on may 6th and we were in a suite it, yeah it, this it was the mccourt have, game i don't know if it was the mccourt game i uh, i think no, the only that, time that, you ever... that was in july that, oh, that was okay. like that june or july game. i was never in one of the suite games i've never okay, been so in a the, suite it might it might you know what it might have been it might have been blogger night or something like mm. that okay so uh, I could tell. So uh, one of the things Ned Coletti was like, he sort of talked to us at, at like a, a a brief point during that night, um, and so the Dodgers are like winning their 13th straight. And at some point, we no, but none of us knew at the time. Um, like Ned gets a like a text or something, and then he like well, it was the Manny Manny thing, right? He he abruptly had to leave, and then the next morning, Manny Ramirez was suspended for fifty games. Yeah, uh, I was for, not and, there. I texted you about the Manny thing the next day. Yeah, 
and, it, oh, and I my and I believe auto corrected the word uh, a I, word I won't you, say the you, duck a lot. Yeah, I would say you you. I believe your text was duck duck duck, <laughs> if I remember right. Something and like that. That that made me hilariously laugh. And I so I remember I was also at a uh, at a job. Um, like I I want to say first week at a at a job uh, up in the high desert, and um, uh, <laughs> where. And it was like still early where they're, you know, he's like, you know, you're, I don't want you like surfing the internet when you're working. And it was like this weird out of nowhere, like thing, like it was, you know, like a, um, like something that it's a very small company. There's like four people who work for it or whatever. And, uh, you know, like it's like, it's some sort of scourge on the, on the, um, on the company or something. And then, so I was like very leery and then. All, like that day, like my whole day was like figuring out what to write about like the Manny Ramirez thing at work. So it was like very, uh, I miss, I don't miss those days at all. Um, but what, what I like about this is that you yeah. said you're going to give it to me as if you were doing me a favor when I nailed it. <laughs> no. So the question was I, not I, to there, name the year. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but like, I think it's implied. Um, but anyway, okay. uh, so, but you got the year. I'm, I'm just going to assume you knew the year because you got, you got the number right. So, uh, but yeah, so the, but the funny, the sort of the, the weirder story is, is that the, so the very next night, so Xavier Paul was the guy who got called up. Oh although it was, it was really Juan Pierre who like took over for Manny because, Pierre was like the fourth outfielder at that point. And then he ended up like playing, I think all 50 games that Manny was out and like did really well. Um, but the Dodgers scored like six runs in the first inning against the Nationals like that night. So it's like clear they're going to win like their 14th straight. They end up losing 11 nine. Um, it was a very bad bullpen. Has Plaschke written a new ring in the box article since, uh, has he written in the, tv and reen in a box article yet oh man i don't i don't think so yeah <laughs> i mean did we talk about like oh yeah we did a couple of episodes ago where best he team said ever that, that, yeah this year's mm. dodgers gonna be the best team ever. What anyway a, what a guy uh, yeah um okay so but that, so that 13 wins is a major league record to uh for, for for a team to start at home i believe the brewers 87 uh, ish or like 12 and 0 or something um, or maybe they were just twelve and zero in general to start. Anyway, whatever, but yeah. So that that's the um that was the the trivia, and I I I figured you would know because I thought you were there. Well, at the very least, this is this is a Jacob era question. Oh, totally. So like, yeah. So I'm 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 glad you got that. And you you nailed the number. So that that's even more impressive, I think. Than I think the number was in the, the punch year. bowl, and I yeah, I just couldn't remember. Those yeah. I've, I've said this before. Like I, I remember individual moments of of those years, but the years themselves blur together over a span of a decade. Like, would you say? I, you, go, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say. Would you say your your guess was a do or die? So no, because I dis I dis I, I guess I did, and therefore I didn't use the die. So ah. yeah, I guess that I guess you're right. But yeah. I, what I was gonna say before we get to the Dodgers rewind. Speaking of individual plays. Uh, did you did you seeing the Jesus Aguilar play? Uh, I sent you the no, gift, right? Be, only only because you sent me, yeah. And uh, so yeah, uh, that was incredible. So for instance, he uh, it's a he throws his glove at a ball at a, a grounder along first base, uh, 
And I, for instance, immediately recalled old friend Duaner Sanchez in his infamous glove throwing play. One of my, I, I, like, it's those individual moments that I have really good recall of. But what's, yep. like, I ended up finding it was 05, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you what year it was until looking it up. Yeah. And then we, so we listened to this before we recorded, and the Vince Scully call is great. But then, but like, right away, Vin's like, oh no. Like, it's just like, <laughs> but it's only, just, like, and this is what one of the many things that made Vin great is he was such a fan of the sport. It was, oh no, but it was a sort of a giddiness that he got yeah, to see this like, weird, rare thing that he, like, he goes on to say he's never seen before. One of the rarest plays in baseball, he says. And, so but that, he knew off uh, immediately, he's like, that's a third base. He's going to take third. <laughs> that That's his. Um, that's his 56th year calling baseball <laughs> and the giddiness in his voice of like, this is something brand new. Yeah. And like, uh, that, that's so great. I love that. Uh, so Duaner Sanchez was my, one of my votes for Dodgers rewind. My other one was for mentions for reasons we've already gone into was Bronson Arroyo never played yeah. for the Dodgers, but was a member of the team. Uh, so he, he counts in Eric Stevens loose definition of what, an old friend he, is no he he's like the 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 money shot for old friend um <laughs> basically uh but and so here's the thing it you know, also i like i've been like i think watching baseball intently since 1985 so mm-hmm. like this is my what 37th year of uh of baseballing and uh I was giddy when Brunson Arroyo was singing one to <laughs> the same level of Vin with the glove. Did you, start, but, so, did you start off with, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I was like the Kool-Aid guy <laughs> busting through the wall. Um, no. Uh, so I was, at, true story, I was 100% going to do Brunson Arroyo for the um, Dodgers Rewind this week. But then... Something I guess I didn't realize, um, and it just sort of happened, and it's timely this week. Um, there were a cup. There was an article on it on the Undefeated, and a video from Clinton Yates at ESPN. Um, but we're gonna go this week on the Dodgers one with George Shuba. Um, so he was an outfielder, mostly reserve outfielder. He not never really got regular playing time except for off and on. But you know, part of the Boys of Summer teams in, in Brooklyn. Uh, parts of seven years, 1948 to 1955, he played in three World Series, uh, 52, 53, 55. He was four for 12. His nickname was Shotgun, as best I can tell. He got that in the minors because he sprayed the ball all over the field. Um, so he, I, it's from his Saber bio, um, he took, uh, he was playing like semi-pro baseball, um, and in 1943, like he took, there was a Dodger tryout. He and he was like playing in another game, and he went over to the tryout. He got, had like won at bat in the in the tryout, and then went back to whatever game he was playing. He said he didn't think much of it, and then like like a couple months later, he got a call from a Dodger scout. Um, and I'm just gonna read from his saber bio. Um, yeah, Shuba initially thought it was a practical joke from his friends at one of the West Side gin mills, but it was on the level. The Dodgers signed Shuba for 150 a month and another 150 if he was still in the organization by July 1st. And Shuba, in his autobiography, said, "I would have given him 150 out of my pocket just to show him what I could do." Um, so 
So all that leads to um, Shuba at the time, I believe he's 21, in 19, uh, April 18th, 1946, 75th anniversary is this Sunday. Uh, he's on the AAA Montreal Royals. Uh, they're playing in Jersey City uh, against the Jersey City Giants. Uh, so Shuba is batting third. Um, Jackie Robinson is batting second. That happens to be Jackie Robinson's first minor league game um, since after signing with the Dodgers. Um, Robinson in the game was magnificent. Uh, four hits, four runs scored, four RBIs, two steals. I believe he he also scored at least once on a balk because he was like messing with the pitcher from third base. Um, so it's one of those like legend things. Like it probably grows. He's probably, you know, he's going to have like seven steals in a couple of years. But no, no, he literally did that. Um, but in his second at bat, he had a three run homer and that was his first minor league hit. Greeting him at home plate was the next hitter, George Shuba. And he like shook his hand. So at the time, uh, like that was a big deal, obviously. Like uh, Clinton Yates, I, 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 in the video at ESPN, I, this was a, a good quote. He said he called it a simple act of decency, but one that you know resonated. Um, thing is, like nobody really had like um, good photos of it. There's a couple like um, that are from like afar, and you don't. It's you know you're seeing like a wider shot. Uh, of the field and you don't really get a good look at the like those two at the plate shuba had like one or two like close-up photos like like at his house and like one was like hanging on the wall he used it like uh there was an anecdote in the story in the undefeated uh, about his son mike shuba was like uh taunting a kid at school for being overweight in like elementary school or, or junior high i'm not sure when and then he comes home and like and george shuba points at the wall he said do you see that picture of me and jackie you treat everybody equal and like so like that he sort of ingrained in the sun like that's how much the it meant to him and then but like he didn't really like go around and go hey remember me i shook jackie robinson's hand you know um until like his son was like he's like dad you gotta like tell people about this and and it, it really was a thing like where uh george shuba was um like, you know, very much aware of, like, the value of the moment. And um, so his son finally convinced him of that. So he ended up, like, going on all sorts of, like, uh, speaking tours. He went to ballparks. He went to schools. Um, talking about this, he, the photos got, like, restored. Um, they're actually, uh, this Sunday, the 75th anniversary of the, the game uh, in Youngstown, Ohio, which is Shuba's hometown. They're putting up a statue of the handshake, um, I believe it is, is called uh, a a handshake for the century, which is kind of a cool name. Um, so this is from um, William Weinbaum at the Undefeated. This is a quote um, from someone on the committee. Uh, what he and Shuba, did, what Robinson and Shuba did together, was something that made us all stop in our tracks and say we can be better as people, and this is how it starts. Now that quote uh, is from Herb Washington who is from Youngstown, the former Olympic sprinter. And yes, he's that Herb Washington, the guy who was the pinch runner for the A's uh, in 1974, who never batted, but he, I think he stole like 28 bases or something. Famously picked off by Dodgers' uh, Mike Marshall in the World Series that year. Uh, but yeah, so I, I just thought that was a fun little connection. Um, 
Jackie Robinson, in his memoir in 1972, it came out the year he died. He said of that um, that handshake in that first game, this was the day the dam burst between me and my teammates, uh, northerners and southerners alike. They let me know how much they appreciated the way I had come through. All these good and positive things generated a tremendous kind of power and drive inside of me. It's like, wow, that's from like Jackie himself. That's pretty powerful. So yeah, that that's why we're doing George Shuba this week. Uh, um, I don't, I can't say I'm aware, like, you know, in 42 and like, obviously the most like famous, one of these sort of moments is the Pee Wee Reese, um, like hand around Jackie Robinson in the majors. Um, and there's like debates over when that, when or where that may have actually happened. But like, I think everyone involved sort of agreed that there was at least some sort of gesture. Uh, and there, but there's there's more of a legend and mythology around that. This, so I was less aware of this, and so like being reminded of it this week, that's why I wanted to do uh, George Shuba. But I have another a, a George Shuba trivia question for you. Are you ready? I am. Yeah, this is. Uh, I think you're going to get a, a few of these, maybe okay. one of these. Um, <laughs> George Shuba, Game One of the 1953 World Series, he homered off Allie Reynolds at Yankee Stadium. That was just the third pinch hit home run in World Series history, um, and the first by a National Leaguer. Now, my original thought was to ask you who hit the first uh, World Series, but that's like you know, somewhat something before 1953, not a Dodger, so decided against that. Who was it? Yogi Berra against okay. the Dodgers. Uh, but like, like, how are you going to get that right? Like, um, so um, there have been four other Dodgers. Uh, Excuse me. Four other Dodgers pinch hit home runs in the World Series. Who hit them? So what's funny is I was really focusing on the last three. So there was a real shot. Had you had um, gone quicker, got into this question quicker, I wouldn't have guessed Kirk Gibson, and then you would have kicked me off the podcast. It would have been great. Yeah. Uh, so the, there, there is one. Um, yep. Did Jock hit two? Uh, Jock hit zero. What? Yeah. I'm looking this up. I don't believe you. Uh oh. I'm running um hmm. Uh let's let's keep guessing players that are likely to have done this. Uh did Kike hit any? Nope. Uh-oh. Uh I I'll give you I I'll give you a hint. Yeah. No nobody no Dodger has done it since Gibson. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm in danger. Uh uh oh. I could have sworn like I'm probably fusing NLCS would be so, my guess. But well, there's a thing too, like possibility of like um, I think maybe the one you're thinking about of Jock might have been a came into the game mid game at DH, so like his first at bat was as a pinch hitter, and then mm. he later homered. But uh, mm. I'm not certain of that. Okay, I'm gonna. I will be looking this up while we. We're I, b- I believe that was in Houston. If, um, if that's I'll, I'll tap out then because I will just be throwing names at the board. Okay, so um, uh, Jay Johnstone in uh, Game Four of the '81 World Series at home against Ron Davis um, was the, uh, I guess, the fourth uh, Dodgers pinch hit home run. Shuba being the first, Gibson the fifth. The second and third were both hit by Chuck Esigian in the 1959 World Series. Game two and game six, um, 
so yeah, uh, there it is. Uh, so some of the other notable home runs, uh, the first two pinch hit home runs in World Series play were against the Dodgers. Yogi Berra in 47, uh, Johnny Mize in 1952. Um, uh, let's see, Bob Serve of the Yankees in 1955 hit a pinch hit home run against Roger Craig of the Dodgers. Um, and then the last two pinch hit home runs in the World Series were in 2018 against the Dodgers. Eduardo Nunez in game one against Alex Wood and Mitch Moreland in game four against Ryan Matson, who I believe allowed like 18 billion inherited runners to score in the World Series. So, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I'm just making up this moment in my mind because I can't find anything that would make sense for Jack. But I do find... I'm looking at the game logs. Uh, my favorite bit of this is game started dash, and then he was taken out in the 15th. So we know what game that is, but I just still find that funny. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that's a fun. He did hit a home a run in rotation. that game. Uh, so yeah. He I'll, did. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll keep looking, see if I can figure this out. Um, he hit uh, the game you were thinking of was against Washington and the NLDS in um, 19. So maybe I, that's what I'm putting in my head. I don't know. It's weird. I I was not thinking of that, but but you're I you're but that is that does fit the criteria. I was thinking of the one he hit in Houston, but he started that game at the mm-hmm. in left field. So oh no, at DH he did at DH. No. But um, yeah, well, I just remember the home run was like in the ninth inning. It's time for questions from Craig. Five questions, maybe probably more than five answers, just the way things go. Uh, you ready? Um, yeah. Before we start, I just want to say I just happened to check email and I got a PR email. The PR emails I get are pretty funny um, sometimes, uh, but there, there's a. I just got one for like this tobaccoless product, but you know, whatever, it's fine. But it, it's called Back Off, B A C C Off, which I. I mean, I, I enjoy it, so like, I'm I'm on board. Very good. All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. First question is a trivia question for you. Joey Votto hit his 297th home run on Tuesday night. Looks like he will be the tenth active active in quotes uh, player with 300 or more home runs. Can Eric name the nine current players with 300 more career home runs? Hint. No, I'm not giving you hints yet. I mean, I could read the question. I saw it. Like, um, but yeah. you could, but you don't uh, read these yeah. ahead of time. I know you. I paste. I paste them, and I'm looking at them now just because I'm on the notes page. Um, oh no! So, okay. Um, all right. So we have 300 homers. Uh, well, I have to get nine. So uh, I'm just writing them down as I do them, just so I know. Uh, so Pujols, uh, Miguel Cabrera. Um, uh, Edwin Rios. No, not Rios. I mean, um, <laughs> who was who was the? the uh, 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 that's hilarious. Oh, that's I don't know why. Man, I meant to say Nelson Cruz, and I said Edwin <laughs> Rios. Well, let's just assume Edwin Rios. Also, his rate is pretty high, so he might. He's close to three hundred. Um. I believe one of the hints, or maybe I'm just, I don't remember this player getting suspended, but 
I, I the only one I could think of that might be is Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, uh, no, uh, no to both. Yeah, you're man. You're missing a wait. But is Encarnac- Encarnacion doesn't have three hundred homers? No, that's bullshit. I'll look it up. I just, we 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 just haven't had explicit in a while. I just wanted to say that. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it's been like two weeks. This... <laughs> uh, he has um, four, he has uh four hundred twenty four. I guess we're not counting him as current. Yeah, he's not active. He's not on a team. Uh, whatever. Okay. Um, so this is why am I bad at this? Um, oh, so Stanton. Yep. Um. Wow. This is terrible. Um. Uh, You're missing one. You you should get. Yeah, yeah. there's been one and then one name. So you've said Pujols, Cabrera, Nelson Cruz, Stanton so far, right? And Edwin Rios. Um. Yeah. And then so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. What what about um, Evan Longoria? Yep, three hundred and eight. Um, this is terrible. What? Um, okay. Um, do 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 do. Um, let's see. I don't know why I'm like I'm absolutely blanking on this. Um. So, I so like both Chris Davis's had crazy runs, but like the Baltimore Chris Davis, he had like something like 140 home runs in a three year stretch, but he's also sucked um, for a while. One thing I'll so, say is the lowest number on this list is also I think the me, other other than the names you've already named, the most obvious. Oh, you're Kurt Gibson yet right now? Oh, Trout. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had he hit that last year. Um, oh, oh, he who also did last year was uh, Justin Upton. Uh, yep. Um, so you're missing two I'm names, missing including two. the suspended player. I I don't remember a player getting suspended. Like um, a I, notably, probably destroyed any Hall of Fame chances he had, which were arguably fairly high. Hmm. Oh, uh, Cano. There you go. I forgot about Cano getting suspended. Wow. Um, so I'm gonna. So pro- I'll give you I, one I more guess last- about okay, that. Okay. Uh, Jay Bruce. All right. Yeah. There you go. All right. Nice. Uh, next question from Craig. As we head towards the Academy Awards later this month, I'm going to ask some movie or Oscar-themed questions for the remainder of the month. Oh, this no. week, let's talk about the sweet spot of baseball-themed movies from the 80s to the early 90s. My question to both of you is rate 1 through 10 how each of these movies are entertaining and or how good they are, um, and or, excuse me, how good are the baseball scenes? Not necessarily realistic. If you have not seen the movie, you can pass. If you want to add uh, any to your discussion, be my guest. Oh, man, some of these I have not seen in a long time. Yeah. So the natural. Okay. So the natural's entertaining. Um but man, I, I don't know about rating one to ten. Um it's 
it's probably like that's probably an eight for me on the entertaining part and as far as the baseball <laughs> I don't like I don't realistic right it's does like tearing the cover off the ball is pretty great even though come on, <laughs> like but also like the lights uh I think I, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go eight eight. I'm gonna go like six or seven for entertaining, mostly just because once you learn how it differs from the book, it bothers yeah. me. But I love yeah. the ba- again, like you said, not realistic at all. But I love the baseball scenes. I think there's a reason yeah. why that theme and hitting lights is so iconic uh, when you linked with current baseball. Um, eight men out. Wait, wait, wait. Weird. so what, oh, what, what's, yeah. your, what's your number on the baseball scenes? Oh, eight. Sorry, I guess I didn't say that out loud. Sorry. Maybe nine, though. Close. Um, yeah. Eight Men Out is weird because it's, uh, I'm triple-checking this, uh, directed by John Salas, I think, yeah. uh, who is a director I love a lot, but I've never seen Eight Men Out. And it, I was, yeah, directed by John Salas, who did a movie called Men With Guns, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, but yeah, never, I've never seen Eight Men Out. Um, I like drum like serious movies are weird for me in that like I don't go out of my way to see them until Oscar season rolls around and I obviously didn't do that in the 90s um and I don't know why that is I don't want them to bum me out I guess uh okay yeah um although there's another they, movie on here that's not really a drama and I'm gonna have to admit I've never seen it and get yelled at um eight men out is also entertaining. I don't think maybe as much as the natural, although it's pretty good. I think I'm going to go seven on entertaining on the baseball. Um, wow. So I'll just stick with seven. I'm going the coward's way out okay. um, on that. Yeah. Field of dreams. I'm going to pass because I have not seen it in a very long time. Yeah, I know it's it's like it's people like hating on Field of Dreams. I will say this: um, even though it it doesn't count for like, I I, I don't necessarily want to ding this, but like they they literally have Joe Jackson right handed as a right handed hitter <laughs> in this movie, and like I can't get past that. Like of all the things, like there's you know whatever, um, but I. Like entertaining, the movie's like totally entertaining. So like, I it has to be like a nine. Uh, I, I'm being very judicious with like not wanting to give a ten. It gets um, it gets a lot of bonus points for me just from what I remember and recall. Yeah. It is just everything James Earl Jones says. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so, so iconic. The baseball scenes, like I want to ding it for the right-handed part, but they're also still kind of cool like um but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go seven Uh, so i don't see like doing a four on any of these basically and here's Uh, the one i'm gonna get yelled at i've never seen bull durham yeah so i was like a late comer to it um you know um i don't whatever i've seen like bits like some of the famous scenes via clips or like my dad had it on or something like that, but I've never watched it the whole way through. Very entertaining. Uh, 
I think. Wow, is it more entertaining than Field of Dreams? Uh, I'm kind of a sentimental nut, so maybe not. Um, I think it's an. Uh, I think it's an eight, but the. Um, I'm gonna go nine on baseball accuracy though, because there's something like there's a couple like there's scene, some scenes in that that are like pretty great like the the mound visit scene um is great I, i'm not i'm trying not to spoil it for you um but no just no, like that's one of the scenes i've seen they nail the cliche stuff uh that but like tim robbins throwing motion is funny to me like not and it's not as bad as like tony danza's in in um angels in the outfield but like um yeah it's it's good it's very very good I'm skipping the next one until I'm saving for the yeah. end for obvious reasons yeah. for you. Uh, League of Their Own. Yeah, League of Their Own is a wonderful movie. This is uh, another one I haven't seen in a while, but I remember liking it a lot as a kid, which has to give it points for if you can entertain so, a kid like that. That's bonus points. Yeah, I, so I, I think this one gets a 10 on entertainment for sure. Um, and I, I, I'm willing to go even like a 9 and... It might even be a ten on baseball, but I, I don't. I think it's a nine on baseball. I mean, I'm I'm adding a bunch of these to my watch list whenever I actually have downtime. Maybe when yeah. I can actually use daycare. Um, nice. The Sandlot, another one I haven't seen. Like I I saw it. It was on the constant rotation while watching as a kid, um, but I so, haven't seen it probably in fifteen years or more. Uh, I remember going to see this with um, my church youth group, which I know everyone's thinking you were in a church youth group. Um, but going into it with like no expectations, like not really knowing much about it. It's just like we just saw movies a lot. So like it was the movie that was playing, but it was, I did not know what to expect. And I, I adore that movie. I love it. Um, it's, it's pretty great. Um, you know, entertainment wise, it's it's like funny uh, at times. Uh, has some iconic scenes. Uh, I'm gonna. I feel like I'm shortchanging Bull Durham. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm giving Sandlot an eight on entertainment, and then for the baseball. Um, it's hard to judge it next to the other movies because it captures a different part of baseball. Yeah. So I I, I think I'm going to go eight on the baseball, and the only reason is because Benny the Jet's slide at Dodger Stadium is so bad um, <laughs> and home plate. Like, like, it's just really bad. And so, but he gets extra points for hitting it directly into Smalls' glove, so... I'm I'm adding uh I'm adding one before we get to the the last one which is rookie of the year how is it not on here ten out of ten is for it, both I, I'm just I'm just saying uh for the sandlot are you you didn't grade it uh it's too, been too long probably too entertaining I will go eight uh, and I I'm gonna give it ten on baseball only because I'm ignoring the major league scene no you're that that's, it, it and that, that's totally that. fair pick up game of baseball feeling it probably it probably should be a nine in fact, in fact i'm gonna go up to a nine on All baseball right. for that um, me. good job 
you, thank uh, you. Rookie of the Year, you said 10-10? Yep. There you uh, <laughs> the, so, one of the movies, I don't know, you know, it just happened to be one of the movies along with Angels in the Outfield uh, that okay, just, well, like, we had the VHS of, <laughs> or, like, I, my babysitter did, so we just watched it more than one should, probably. I mean, that's a, like, stupidly entertaining movie. Like, it's really fun. However, so I, I'm going to go, I'm going to give that one across the board, uh, I'm going to go 8-7, even though I like it. Uh, Baseball seems a little... Yeah. yeah. Like, but, <laughs> but before we get to the last one, uh, I'm going to add in another one in the same vein. Little Big League is uh, a wonderful movie. What, finishing off the trilogy of kid baseball yeah. movies of the 90s. So I, I think I'm going to go... Damn, I haven't... I'm going to go 9. I'm going to go 9-9 nine, nine on that one. That's one I haven't seen long enough that I'm I can't review it. And finally, one I have seen very recently, as I know you have, Major yeah. League. Uh, so I'm gonna go eleven, eleven. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's like it has I to be just, a ten and entertaining. Uh, I'm like it's yeah, it, it's absolutely entertaining. Like and uh, and does I mean, Bob Euchre enough give the baseball scenes to a ten? Yeah, like, like I, I just. It's the most like um, I think it's the most like baseball focused baseball movie too, right? Like, doesn't it seem that way? Like where, like almost the whole movie is like, I mean, I know there's different scenes, but like it seems like, is it, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe, the uh, non-baseball scenes are interruptions to the baseball scenes, where the yeah. others are kind of kind of the opposite. And the baseball scenes are generally like normal to the time, right? Like, and so I—I I mean, I'm—I'm I'm definitely being a little hyperbolic, but I—I am—I'm going ten ten, just because I love that movie so much, and uh, yeah, I, I can't—I can't say otherwise. So ten ten for me. Uh, not a movie, but I. This seems like a good opportunity for bring this up for any other uh, nerd leaning people. If you have not seen, well, if you've not seen Star Trek Deep Space Nine, you should. But uh, if you have, it's time to rewatch the uh, "Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite" episode. Uh, just uh, what are what are you rating Major League? By the way, ten ten. Okay, thanks. Ten ten three two one. So Roger Ebert okay. did this thing. You know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm sidestepping this where like you know he would give not a lot of movies, but he was not afraid to give a four-star, right? It wasn't this super-duper yeah. rare thing. Yeah. It was not common, yeah. but if it was a four-star movie, give it four-star. But then he also had his great movie series, and that's the one where he would really elevate you know, the best of the best. And I will add Major League into the great baseball movie Pantheon. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to, at some point, rewatch all of these, and I'll, I'll let you all know which gets, which gets added. Major League is like legitimately one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. Movies like so, yeah, like yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. For the Eric and Jacob Trekker, as of Wednesday morning, there are five active position players who have not hit a home run this season. They are Austin Barnes, Matt Beatty, Gavin Lux, AJ Pollock, and Luke Rayleigh. Cody Bell. I thought I thought he meant in the majors. I was like, whoa, and then they're like, (laughs) all these are Dodgers. Okay, sorry. Austin Barnes, Matt Beatty, Gavin Lux, A.J. Pollock, and Luke Rayleigh. Cody Bellinger still has yet to hit an official home run, but he can't be activated until Friday at the earliest. For the contest, please tell me who will hit a home run by the end of the month. For the tiebreaker, how many of the five active players will hit a home run before Cody Bellinger hits one? Okay. Um, 
So yeah, we're not quite sure. I would say Bellinger's like a maybe for Friday, but um, we'll see. Um, so I think for April, um, I think Bellinger, Pollock, and Lux will homer. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to be more, I'm going to say just Pollock and Lux. Mm -hmm. So your, so your answer to the second one is Pollock and Lux because they're hitting a home run before Bellinger. Yeah. And then my answer is Lux to that. Okay. I'm fine with that. Major League Baseball is looking at some rule changes, and given that seven-inning doubleheaders and runner-on-second and extra innings are here, do you think robot umpires and pitching mound uh, distance changes could happen soon? So literally just this morning, um, baseball, Major League Baseball announced in the Atlantic League, which is now a sort of partner uh, league with Major League Baseball um, as an independent league, they're going to – one of the things they're going to try is – the, is moving the mound back a foot, like in the second half. I think that's like a farther away off thing um, than the like robot umpires. But I'll, there's also like enough flaws in the system of robot umpires. Like I think it can work, but it has to be like some sort of a, a hybrid thing. Like you're never you're not going to replace someone. There's still going to be like a home plate umpire, and I think it's more like the you can have the strike zone like signal the call. It, you know, but the, there's issues of, is it fast enough, you know, to do that? Um, and then also, is it accurate enough? Because, you know, it's one thing to like have a system, but it also has to be able to adjust for each hitter and their stance. Right. So like um, that, that's, that's the issue. I, so I, I think it's, it's going to happen eventually. And I, I know they've. Tr- I think they tried that in the Atlantic, in the Atlantic League in 2019. Um, so I think they have to experiment um, a little more. But so soon is a relative term. But like I think probably within five years you'll see some form of it in the majors. The strike zone on the on the pitcher's mound thing. I I don't know. I think they'll they'll tweak like um, tweak the ball uh, maybe. I think they're more likely to like lower the mound rather than move it back. That that seems like a little more of an extreme thing to me. I I agree. Yeah. The owners of ArcLight Theaters said they would not reopen, and for many of us, that was very sad news. One of the things that I loved about ArcLight was the uh, caramel corn. My favorite accompaniment to big action films was a caramel corn and lar- a large drink to add to the fun. While going to the movie theaters appears to be getting closer. For a movie night at home, what are your go-to snacks, and what large box of candy would be your go-to for the film? At home, uh, I, I like, I don't really have movie night at home, mostly because I don't have a family. Uh, <laughs> if I think if I had a family, I would. But like, uh, I, I guess I watch some movies here. But like, I, I like going to the movie theater and uh, will at some point again. Um, but. Uh, Man, so uh, full full disclosure, I don't. I'm pretty sure I've never been to an arc light. Huh. I know they're they're very like popular out here. I just have never really lived close to one. There there was a couple like 
sort of offshoots of that where I've been to a couple like high end theaters where, you know, they serve that you like you can get a meal served at your at your seat and, and like, you know, but like, I don't know, I, I, I kind of stick to the chains in that regard, mostly because I, that's what I live close to. Um, but um, so I, I like just this. I mean, caramel corn is great. Like, I'm not going to, but I don't really associate that with movies. Um, I just like, like movie theater popcorn. So, like, I don't think I'm going to see a movie in a theater until, like, I would say at least May or June. Um, Like, after, after I'm, like, fully vaccinated and then maybe get more comfortable, have some time or whatever. But that said, this week, just the other day, I was thinking, and I probably will do this because I'm not uh, covering the game today, uh, so I'm off, and uh, I'm going to probably go and drive to the local AMC and then, and then just buy popcorn and bring it home <laughs> um, because I just, I just want – I made popcorn the other day um, at home, but it's not the same. I want – I miss Target popcorn and I miss movie theater popcorn so bad. It's – obviously terrible for you and but like there's something to that taste that i i miss it it's been more than a year and so i'm gonna have to do it at some point so that that oh in, in terms of other snacks uh it's it's really i mean i'm kind of all over the place on this but i think junior mints are up there in terms of readily available um and then you know pro tip on all this go to like cvs or your local like grocery store and get Get, a, get that same size box of whatever candy you're going to get for like a dollar instead of paying like five at the movie theater. But that said, I'm, I, this is saying as someone who's going to probably go spend $9 on, <laughs> on popcorn and just to bring it home uh, later today. So, yeah. So, Junior Mints, uh, Peanut M&M's, uh, Sour Patch Kids, Butterfinger Bites, all those are good. I generally don't do both. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're like feeling adventurous, like if you mix, uh, any, any chocolate based candy, um, with hot popcorn, man, that's, that's the stuff. And then obviously like uh, cherry Coke too. Sour Patch Kids were my favorite, but I'm now allergic to them. Or at least I was ah. as a fifth or sixth grader, my yeah. lips would swell up and then, no. uh, apparently that can lead to throat swelling up. Uh, Wait, that's just child Botox. <laughs> it's what it looked like. It was gnarly. Wow. Um, I It is entirely possible that was like a temporary allergy and I'm not allergic anymore, but I don't really want to find out. Uh, so filling that void, like gummy bears, depending on like like Haribo, if it's Haribo, I'm, I'm up yeah. there. Some of the other, the, the knockoff gummy bears, not so much. Um, I had Haribo gummy bears yesterday and they're great. Skittles used to be very high on this list until they swapped out lime for green apple, and now it's Whoa. treacherous and gross. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, I, the only constant, like, especially, you know, I'm bummed that Arclight's not opening. Alamo closed a bunch, uh, both mm-hmm. due to the, uh, mostly due to the pandemic, but they were also having harassment issues and, and labor dispute issues. Um so uh, both of those provided more unique options, uh, which yeah. I always, like. I usually partook in because I don't particularly like popcorn. 
Um, and like I said, I can't have my favorite candy. So uh, I will... Ex- you, say, you, you saved that till the end? I what, that I don't like we, popcorn? Yeah, I would have shut, so shut what, this podcast so, off. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I yeah. we were at a family friend's house. I was four, I think. I went to get a grab full of popcorn, and the entirety of one of their dogs' nails was in the popcorn. Oh! And since oh, then, God. it just like... That has been enough of a gross moment that I just like, you know what? I don't need to. It's and I've never felt like the need to get over it. Um, uh, so I'm not. I'm not. I feel like you know what? They're not. It's not like I'm. It's not a health food. I need to try and learn how to eat. So I just figured we, this is one area I can just stay healthy and not eat popcorn, and instead oh. eat gummy bears, which are fruit and therefore good for you. I was uh, and they're you know they're bears. You're getting protein. Yeah. Um, so. They jump from I here was, and there and I, everywhere. I still want to be incensed at you for not eating popcorn. <laughs> However, that's a pretty good story Melissa is. why you're not she, eating popcorn. Yeah. Like She's that, grateful for it, though, because it's one of the snacks that she knows she can have and I won't yeah. you know, pop up and steal half of. Now, that said, like, you know, obviously you're going to pay like $1,000 to get a movie theater popcorn. Whereas Target popcorn is like the same as movie theater popcorn in terms of like the the taste specific taste and quality, but it's also like like two dollars for like a giant bag of it, and um, and so that was a, a guilty pleasure a lot. Um, but also that's the one where I'll, since I'm bringing it home, I will occasionally get like. Um, some targets have the option to also get caramel corn. And, like, that's a fun little treat once in a while. Now, the other thing why I don't eat caramel corn enough is because... So, most of the, like, year-end, like, popcorn tins, the the three uh, things inside, it's usually split between buttered popcorn, caramel corn, and then cheese corn. I hate cheese corn. Like, <laughs> with, a, with a passion. It, like the only thing worse than cheese corn is kettle corn. Uh, no, you know, that's not true. Cheese corn is worse. Um, but like, so it's all bad. And so like you, if they just made a tin with like, with the butter popcorn half and, uh, half, uh, caramel corn, it'd be great. Um, but yeah, like, so I would, I would eat it more, but yeah, that's, that's where I, and I, I, I really want to go get popcorn right now. And I, I think we should end this podcast. Okay. Well, we can do that. Yep. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, And just before we go, I just want to say I love you, and we'll see you around the bend, brother. (laughs) 